Today, we're going to be talking about the differences between a couple of big social media platforms in particular. I'm going to be giving you a couple of my LinkedIn hacks. And if you don't take in LinkedIn seriously, then you might after watching this video. I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Dealmaking, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Hey, okay, so so let me give you a little bit of background and context. On January the 27th, it was a Friday, I went over to Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, and I did a live presentation. Um, and I was invited there by an economic development agency, and they had about 50 of their clients in the room. Uh, and I spoke there uh, for most of the day. And during that presentation, I put up the QR code for my LinkedIn profile up onto the PowerPoint screen. And I said, if you point your phone at this, it will open up my LinkedIn profile and you'll be able to send me a connection request. And only about two people did. And so I put this, uh, I put this tweet up on Twitter where I said, yesterday I spoke to an audience of 50 business owners. I invited them all to connect with me on LinkedIn. Only two did. Almost 20 came and asked for my business card, though most real world business people are not online like you and me. Okay, so this inspired a, a whole conversation. Uh, many people gave comments and feedback. But what I want uh, to focus on was a part of a conversation uh, with a guy named Ben. And so he he basically responded back to me and he said, you know, I find LinkedIn very spammy. And when I put things on there, it doesn't really take off. No one seems to to be interested or interact with my post. So. I have a good friend who works in the social media data quantification management space uh, where they actually sell analysis tools to enterprise level users, Fortune 500 companies about what's going on on the internet. And the biggest focus of their software is on Twitter. Why? Well, on Twitter, it's very easy for you to put something out. And if it resonates with enough people and the algorithm starts to push it, it can be shared and reshared by people who in turn have lots of followers and an idea, thought, message, meme, concept, news article, whatever, can suddenly grow enormously and reach a lot of people. And so this is one of the powers of Twitter. It's, it's number one as far as search engines go in terms of discoverability. So, so people can discover new things very easily on Twitter, uh, especially if they become things that are shared by people that you follow, then it ends up in your feed, right? And so that discoverability aspect is one of the reasons why I, I spend some time on Twitter to, to promote me and my business and, and the things that I'm doing. And so, and it's working by the way, because I'm increasingly meeting people who are sending me messages saying, hey, do you have any resources available to learn about buying or selling businesses? So clearly these are people who don't know about my YouTube channel, right? So they're not coming from here. They're coming from, from Twitter, right? Because I'm commenting on things and, and, they, and they're finding me. So, um, and here's why I bring up Ben's comment is because LinkedIn isn't like that. LinkedIn, if I were to use an analogy, is more like 
a big conference room with people milling about, trying to have conversations with each other, and everyone's got a stack of resumes, and you can just go over and grab one if you like. I guess that's the best way to put it. Because when you're on LinkedIn, it's the world's largest business networking site. And you can basically go and look up anyone on LinkedIn and look at all the information that they've chosen to share about themselves. And so you can see people's work history. You can see what they do. You can see what they like. You know, you can look at their volunteer history if they put it in, what clubs are part of, like all sorts of information about a person. And it's started off as a platform where you could kind of post resume style information if you were looking for a job, but now it's a networking platform. And so how I use LinkedIn is a lot of the comment content that I create for YouTube and things like that ultimately ends up over there as well. But it's a place where connections are made for business to occur. And in order for you to make connections with people that you can do business with, obviously, the larger your network, the better opportunities you're going to be able to find on LinkedIn, because you're just going to be connected to more people. And the more you are connected with people that have a large number of connections, the greater your extended network becomes. LinkedIn classifies people by extended circles or order of connection. So if I'm connected to you, we are first order connections, but the people that you're connected to that I'm not become my second order connections. And so I can actually search LinkedIn for keywords that appear in people's profiles amongst my second level connections, for example. And what I'm doing is I'm searching all your connections and every other person that I'm connected to, their connections who are not connected to me. See the value there, right? We're, start, we're starting to talk about order a, uh, uh, degrees of separation and searchability when you're looking for something in particular. Now, one of the comments that came up in this discussion on Twitter was that, you know, LinkedIn can be very spammy. Uh, you might get a connection request from someone who's obviously doing cut and paste and trying to sell you something. Well, I mean, don't that, first of all, that that is not going to be helpful. Secondly, uh, don't outsource your LinkedIn activity to somebody else. Uh, because it violates their terms of service and you could lose your account. Um, LinkedIn is for people. So for example, uh, don't go on LinkedIn and create a profile for your company and put your company logo in the photo and then try to connect with me. Because when I see that, I go, oh, there's an amateur. They don't know what they're doing. LinkedIn profiles are for people, individual people. And so here's one of the cool things that can happen. I'll give you a quick example from my American Express days. So I would work for Amex, I would reach out and I would contact people at businesses. And if it was a large business, maybe I would talk with the CFO, for example, and I would go and meet with them, talk about them, about their problems at their company. And if there was a solution I could offer them from American Express, then we would do business and I would sign them up. And every time I met a new person, this is a habit I've had since my yellow page days, I would then connect with that person on LinkedIn. So I connect with the CFO on LinkedIn and uh, sign them up for an Amex solution and they're happy, right? Then in looking at my LinkedIn profile several months later, I see that that person now has become the CFO at another company, right? So they've, they've moved jobs. So what do I do? I reach out to them and go, hey, congratulations on the new role. Um, would the new company benefit from the solution I set up for you at the other company? Yeah, 
So I make a second sale to the same person because I'm connected to that person. I can see their career evolve through the LinkedIn platform, right? And so I, I remember reading an article in a magazine or something, and it was talk. This fellow in the American Midwest was talking about how he was connected to a lot of people in the um, in the not for profit space, and happened to be connected with some people in Illinois. Um, one of whom was Barack Obama. And then, as Obama's uh, political career took off and he became president, this guy found himself with a first degree connection to the president of the United States on LinkedIn. Right. So that's the kind of thing that can happen is you can have these connections and these relationships that evolve over time that can open the door to other opportunities. Now, um, I talked about spammy connection requests. We're all familiar with that and we don't like it. It doesn't feel good. Obviously, when someone's cutting and pasting, it's, it's not a good way to operate. So how do I grow my network? Well, number one, uh, by being inviting. So if you head over to my blog site, uh, davidcbarnett.com. Uh, there is actually a um, there's actually a, like an ad on there where I invite people to connect with me LinkedIn. And whenever I get a connection request from someone saying that they help coaches close high figure you know deals and get up to seven new leads every month, like I know that that's a spam connection. I don't accept them. But when I get a LinkedIn connection from someone who says, hey, I enjoy your videos on YouTube, I accept them, right? Obviously, because, you know, the person has something in common. They, you know, they, they want to be connected with me because they've seen value in what I put online. And I'm more than happy to be connected with a person like that, right? And so the whole idea is, is if you're going to reach out and send connections, and if you're going to grow your LinkedIn network, you need to be sending connections. And I send connections, okay? So... Here are some of my rules. Number one, anyone I meet in person. So I mentioned in the tweet that 20 people asked me for my business card. Every person that asked me for my business card, I asked them for their business card too. Got a whole collection of them here. I'm going to send out connection requests to those people on LinkedIn. They may not be on LinkedIn, but the day they sign up for it, all the people who've invited them by email, through by putting their email address into the LinkedIn system, those invitations are going to be sitting there waiting for them and they'll be able to then claim those connections. Okay. Um, so anytime I meet someone in person, I send them a LinkedIn request. Um, if I have something in common with someone, so I wrote, I wrote down a couple of things here. So for example, you can do a search for the university you attended and come up with a list of people who happen to say in their profile that they went to your university. And then you can send them a connection request just saying, hey, I'm trying to build my network on LinkedIn and I wanted to connect with, you know, former students from my school. That's totally a legit reason. Um, some of the people that are in the Business Buyer Adventure group coaching program, uh, I'll advise them, for example, um, there was there's one member who's an engineer and he wants to buy a manufacturing oriented business. And I said, great, so we're going to make lists of businesses, but at the same time, I want you to specifically look for anyone with certain keywords in their profile in the geographies that you're interested. So like mechanical engineer or process engineer or manufacturing engineer, like keywords like that and reach out to those people. And they may not be business owners, but they may work in some of the businesses that could ultimately be a target of yours. But 
as a fellow engineer, you can send them a connection request saying, hey, I'm interested in building my network by linking up with other engineers here in, you know, blank state or region or part of the country or city, right? Um, if you are a business owner today, any person in your city that is also a business owner, send them a LinkedIn request. Just say, hey, I'm looking at building my network amongst business owners and entrepreneurs here in Boston, Chicago, Toronto, whatever it is, right? Just send requests. If they're online and they're active and they're networking, they'll look at a request like that and they'll accept it because it doesn't feel spammy and you have a legitimate reason why you're connecting with that person. Um, I will sometimes go into discussion groups. So there are groups on LinkedIn for different kinds of professional categories. Or if I see one of my connections posts come up in the feed and it looks interesting, I'll go into the post, read the post. Maybe there's an article or a bit of news or something. Um, and then I'll look at the comments. And if people are sharing things in the comments, I might reply to a comment. Now, if I reply to a comment of a person who is a second order or third order degree connection of mine, my next action will be to click on their profile and then send them a connection request saying, hey, I saw you commenting on you know, Mike's article and thought it would be great to connect with you because we seem to share some of the same ideas, right? Again, you're building your network. What do I want from that person? I don't necessarily want anything from that person. I want to build my network. And here's why. Someone in their network of connections may do a search one day about buying a small business, and I will come up as a result in their second order connection results. See what I'm getting at here? Right. So the more people you're connected to, the greater these concentric circles grow and the more people will you'll have access to in your searches, but the more likelihood you will come up in other people's searches, which can be very valuable if you are trying to sell any kind of product or service. Speaking of which, your main headline on LinkedIn. Um, so here, I'm going to share my screen again. Oops. Uh, add to stream. There we go. Um, on LinkedIn, what will happen is if your if your position is owner of a business, they will want to put your headline here as owner of a business. They'll they'll just copy your your title or what have you. You want to change it. You want to change it so that it says something about what it is that you do. So I've got mine as I help you buy or sell a business anywhere with consulting, coaching, and training services. Pretty succinctly explains you know, what I offer to people. So what is the value in that? Well, let's scroll here through this main feed. And, you know, here's, I'm looking for something that has some comments. So let's add one comment, one comment. Here's something with 18 comments, okay? So this guy, Clifton, is a first order connection of mine. So I go in here, I open up the comments, and I can see other people here. See Camilla, speaker, wealth coach, podcast host. Podcast host, interesting, right? So what I might do is I might read what they put here, and then I might reply, and then I might 
connect with Camilla. And then I might, uh, in the connection request, say, hey, I uh, saw your comment on Clifton's post and thought it was great. Um, and I noticed that you're a podcast host. And I also host a podcast and wanted to send you a connection request, right? Which could, and I don't know what her podcast is, but it could end up resulting potentially in uh, me appearing on her podcast, which could then benefit my business, right? And so this is the benefit of LinkedIn. Now, anecdotally, some uh, interest, so before I get to that, so the discussion groups uh, is a great place to meet people to send connection requests to. Uh, comments that people make, just as I demonstrated here, you find comments, you add to the comment and then send connection requests to people to join with them. Um, schools, geography, profession, I mentioned media articles. So whenever I get like a magazine or something that has a whole bunch of business articles in it, um, you will find that there's the author of the articles and then the articles may also interview people and talk to people, right? So if you read the article and you find it interesting, send connection requests to the author and all the people mentioned in the article. And I do this religiously here um, where I live in this region, uh, because I'm a newspaper subscriber, I get this quarterly business magazine called Atlantic Business. And they'll have like, you know, 30 leaders under 30 and, you know, the 10 fastest growing businesses in Newfoundland or something. And I'll read through the articles and I'll look for people's names and I'll send them connection requests. And I'll just say, hey, I was reading the article in Atlantic Business that mentioned you and your business. It sounds really cool. I wanted to add you to my network. Almost all those people accept, right? So you grow the network. You grow the network to better position yourself. You grow the network to um, make sure that uh, you can find other people to do business with. Um, oftentimes when I'm interacting on other social media platforms, so uh, Ben on Twitter, who kind of initiated this train of thought, you know, he uses his real name on Twitter. So I typed it into LinkedIn and the same profile picture that he uses on Twitter appeared on LinkedIn. So what did I, what do you think I did? I sent him a connection request, right? So now I'm connected with him on LinkedIn too. And so, um, other ways that you can use this. So the way I use LinkedIn, number one is to research people. So if I'm I'm looking for something or if I'm, you know, I want to get onto somebody's podcast, I'll go look them up on LinkedIn and see if I'm connected to them, see if there's any kind of uh, mutual connections or anything like that so that I can maybe open a conversation with them on LinkedIn. Um, there are people with YouTube channels with hundreds of thousands of subscribers and you know, send a message through that platform and you're lost in the static. Find them on LinkedIn and you find they only have a few hundred connections and you can connect with them and then send them a message and they reply, right? That's been my experience um, because that's where business is happening. And so you know, don't do this to bug people, but if you have a serious business purpose for why you're reaching out, then that's what LinkedIn is for. Um, probably about a quarter of the message conversations that I have on LinkedIn end with either me or the other party sending coordinates such as a phone number or a Calendly link for a Zoom call because we chit chat about something and realize, oh, there's something in this either for me to buy or sell a service, uh, some business that I can conduct. 
and it ends up going off platform into a phone call or a Zoom call of some kind. Um, and that's how you build your business. Um, now, let's get back to the original tweet because I, I want to share this, this last observation here. So I'm going to share that again. So I spoke to an audience of 50 business owners. I invited them all to connect with me on LinkedIn. Only two did. Almost 20 came and asked for my business card, though. And my final comment here was most real-world business people are not online like you and me. All right. So this is another way that LinkedIn will benefit you, right? Especially if you're somebody that is searching for a business to buy, if you're a searcher, okay? So you link up with as many business owners as you can on LinkedIn in your geography or within a reasonable radius of where you can travel to, right? You meet with people, you connect with people, and then engage them in conversation. Say, hey, I connected with you because you are a business owner. I happen to be looking for a business to buy. I, I wanted to reach out to see if I might be able to talk with you or meet with you one day to talk about businesses that you may be aware of that could be for sale or to learn about your own experiences in business I'm eager to learn. I want to expand my network and meet new people. So here's the thing is, is you're not necessarily trying to buy or sell anything from that person. You're saying, I'd like to take you out to lunch, or I'd like to spend some time with you, or I'd like to buy you a beer because I want to meet you and get to know about your experiences and learn from you and build my network. Now, not everyone is going to accept that kind of lunch invitation, for example, but do you know how rare that is? I would bet you that it will be far easier than you imagine to start meeting people to grow your network. And here's the thing, is that you meet a person and create a real world, real relationship with them in your community. And this is how you get introduced to other people. This is the way networking happened before we were all sitting behind screens all day long. and. As I pointed out in my tweet, a vast, big, huge swath of business people are still living in that world. They're not behind their screen all day long. If they are, they're like using email, they're using the telephone, right? They're not, you know, spending all their time on YouTube, watching stuff, on Twitter, sending tweets. They're busy operating their business. And so to really get out there and, and make valuable connections, you have to bring it to the real world, meet people face to face. You look for those conversations that you can have, real world opportunities to meet with other business people. And then you get invited into other places. Like you get invited to come have lunch at the Rotary Club, or you get invited to come have lunch at you know, whatever city club or the yacht club or the country club or whatever, where in turn you will get the chance to shake hands, meet and trade business cards with other business people in your community. This is how you build a network of valuable business owners. If you're going to be a business owner one day, you want to have a network of business owners that are eventually going to become people that you can talk to, people you can bounce ideas off of, people that you're going to become close friends with people that you might do business with, 
people that you might ask for their opinion when you're when you're faced with a business decision or you know something that's important for you. You need to network. And if you're going to be a business person, you have to have social circles filled with business people. Because I've met too many people who run into business trouble or make mistakes in business or they want to do something in business, they reach out to me. And after a while of talking with them, I'll, I'll, I'll literally it becomes evident that there's a lot of gaps in their understanding of business. And I'll just ask them, like, how many of your friends own businesses? And the answer is usually zero. Who was it? Jim Rohn, who said we're the average of the five or six people we spend the most time with, right? So if you've got close family members, they're going to take up a couple of those spots. So think about this. You can help create your own future by deciding and defining who you spend time with. And a platform like LinkedIn is one of the easiest that I can figure out to actually go and create brand new business connections based on searching for people that have certain criteria like professions or business or university they attended or type of industry they're in or you know the city that they're in, et cetera. Anyway, I hope that helps for all of you out there who are trying to, you know, find an opportunity and and you and you feel frustrated. Building networks hold value and they open doors to opportunity. And um, if you're looking to buy a business one day, then I highly recommend you head over to Business Buyer Advantage, where you can learn about how I can help you buy a business. You can also sign up for the online course, which many, many people have done. Almost everyone leaves a five-star review. People have taken that course and gone off to buy businesses. More importantly, people have taken that course and spotted a bad deal and avoided getting into a problem. And with that, we'll say see you later. and. Uh, Talk to you next time. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site at davidcbarnett.com. You'll find hundreds of articles and videos all for free. You'll find links to my books and online courses, and you can sign up for my email list and get emails covering topics that interest you and be notified of new videos. Special thanks go to today's video sponsor, Mark Willis of Lake Growth Financial. Mark helps people better manage their personal wealth and business finances through the bank on yourself insurance strategy. This is something I've done personally and I've gotten lots of positive feedback from people I've worked with over the years. Go to newbankingsolution.com to find a playlist of all the interviews I've done with Mark and to learn more about the advantages of these programs. While there, sign up to arrange a conversation about what this solution might look like for you.